1: Blog Talk Radio Oh, that's really weird
3: Why is that doing it? Oh, okay, I think I was on in two different places (laughs) How weird was that, guys? Welcome, (laughs) welcome, welcome to another installment of Let's Talk TV Live on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Barbara Barnett. I am the executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine, and I am joined this evening with my Once Upon a Time panel, uh, Jerome Wetzel TV. Hi, Jimmy. Hello. Hello. And Chrissy, our heart radio. Chrissy, how are you? Hi.
2: Good. Excited to be here.
3: (laughs) Yeah. um, And we're, you know, they're both writers for blog critics and they have their other things as well. Um, We did not go live with the new site last week. Oops. Um, (laughs) No, we had a couple of small glitches that we wanted to make everything perfect. So it looks like we're going to go live this week. Um, So keep your
2: eyes open, guys. Um, I'm gonna have to. I was wondering what was going on. I figured there was a glitch or two. <laughs>
3: there was a glitch. There was a glitch, and we wanna we wanna release a perfect site. So, yes. um, and welcome to everybody that's listening live and listening in the chat room. Um, we had a ton of people listen after the uh, episode last week. Um, well cool. over a thousand people downloaded the uh, the episode, which was kind of cool. Um, uh-huh. So. Um, Hopefully lots of people will listen in. Um, I kind of thought last week on a whim that uh, we would do a – it was, like, completely spontaneous. Uh, Oh, wait. First, have to say a couple of different things. Um, I don't know if either of you guys are at all watching Family Tree on HBO. I haven't seen
2: it yet. I DVR'd it, though, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Is it good? It is. um, I really like Chris O'Dowd,
3: and I adore who stars in it. He was in Bridesmaids. And very charming Irish actor, and um, it's by Christopher Guest, who is famous for wonderful movies like A Mighty Wind and Best in Show, and mm. uh, essentially this is Final Tap, sort of. Although that wasn't that was Rob Reiner's, but but Christopher Guest was a writer on that. And I actually mm. this morning interviewed um, the other executive. Christopher Guest is one executive producer. And Jim Piddock, who's in the show, and I don't know, did you either of you guys ever see Best in Show, the movie? I know, I- I've seen some of his
4: other ones, but not that okay.
3: one. So, um, Jim Piddock is the British guy who is in all of the Christopher Guest movies. He's kind of a very straight up seeming British guy. And he also, he's the executive producer and a uh, co-writer with Christopher Guest, and I interviewed him this morning. So, um, that was a lot of fun. And um, we were playing telephone tag for a little bit, but we finally caught up with each other. And that interview will go live in a couple of days, I am hoping. Cool. Um, and we, oh, I saw Star Trek Into Darkness yesterday. Oh,
2: how is it?
3: I'm anxious to see it. Oh, I, don't tell me yes. anything. I haven't I'm seen it not, yet. I am not going to say And I'm such it, a huge it. fan. I was actually trying to write a review, and it's really, really hard to write a review of this movie without spoiling it because one of the yeah. reveals in the movie, one of the early reveals, is actually a huge spoiler. And oh my god, you don't you don't want to go into the movie spoiled. So right. um it, all I will say is that it is as good it, or if not better, I love the story. Um I loved the um the echoes back to the original Star Trek.
1: Good. They did do that. I was
2: worried that they were not gonna do
3: that. Um, I heard it's full of them, but that's all I've heard. It's so. it actually there are some references to a particular episode, which it's not a spoiler to tell you that there is a tribble involved. Oh, um, in a very, in a very cool way, in a very cool way, and and it's not a spoiler to tell you that. Um, cool. Benedict Cumberbatch, who I generally you guys know, I'm not. And I'm gonna get killed for this because so many of my fans <laughs> are fans of his Sherlock, I am not. I really like it. <laughs> I'm not a huge, huge, huge Benedict Cumberbatch fan. I like Sherlock. I like the BBC Sherlock. I am mm-hmm. not a huge Benedict Cumberbatch fan. Um, I've seen him. I saw him in um, before Sherlock. I saw him in the Last Enemy, the BBC Masterpiece Theatre um, production called the Last Enemy. And uh, which, by the way, see it, it's really, really good. Um, a certain actor who plays Rumpelstiltskin is pretty amazing oh. in it. Geez, um, so
2: I it. guess I must have got on my list. <laughs> it is, I think it's like a four or five parts, I want to say. Four or five parts. Oh, Lord.
3: Uh, maybe it's three parts. I don't know. It's a masterpiece theater thing. And it's available on Netflix. And oh, cool. um, anyway, um, so I'm not a huge Benedict Cumberbatch fan. I thought he was. Fabulous in this movie, I really did. I thought he was fabulous. Um, and so and that would
2: you see it again? Do you think if you saw it? If you ha- I mean, is it like a movie that is just like you close your yeah. mind and you're just like, oh my god, I go gotta go see it again?
3: I'm like a huge Star Trek fan. I grew yeah. up on and I grew up on the original series. I did. I grew up yeah. on it. And I um, uh, my one of my first TV crushes. My first TV crush was. Ilya Koryakin <laughs> from The Man from Uncle. Huh. David McCallum. And CIS was David McCallum. Wow. And my second TV crush, my second T V boyfriend, was Mr. Spock.
2: So Buddy. Oh, oh my god. Literally, Buddy. I was a okay. little
3: I was a little girl and um I was like really hooked. See, the thing is, Mr. Spock and and Elia we're both sort of tortured heroes,
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, they were, I would say, you know, <laughs> and and hence your love for tortured heroes,
3: yeah, he's got this inner angst, um, yep. starts reading my novel,
2: yes, and oh my god, i'm like i I'm like halfway through i' halfway through what you sent me and I just did something I will promise you I will as soon as I get up the yeah. with you, I'm gonna finish well, reading it, I like it, it's. It's you know it's the um trying to get used to the way they talked and stuff like uh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I need to I feel like I need to reread it. I mean it was good. It's good. It's going to be very interesting. I'm anxious to see where it goes from from where I'm at right now. I I just I finished the 18 what with, what
3: with, oh, right that's whatever first, with with Arthur Conan Doyle speaking of Sherlock Holmes. Um is yes is the, the first chapter is written as an extremely stylized uh yes, with a very stylized language. The rest of the novel doesn't follow that sort of very it, it follows Victorian language. It it takes place in eighteen thirty seven, eighteen forty two, nineteen oh two, eighteen seventy, and two thousand thirteen. And well, I'm um, up to the two
2: thousand thirteen portion. Right, That's where so this, I left off. Right. So there's this and it, it
3: goes back and forth in these four different timelines and the very first the very first uh chapter, the one that you read, i think is um is a very specific, highly stylized distant uh, third person like omniscient voice. it's sort of almost as if it's a newspaper, like a magazine coverage of it anyway but 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 yeah. there's a very tortured hero that is in this novel, of course, yes. Um, and we'll see if you can cast him when you read the next chapter. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: chapter, I can't wait. Him. I'm excited. It's very cool. Just based on the description of my
3: characters, you could probably cast them. Um, the two characters, anyway. So, but, but yeah, <laughs> so Mr. Spock was my second TV crush, and so I and I really thought when the when the 2009 movie came out. I was really um, um, worried that it would be very Kirk-centric and right. that whoever was playing Spock was, and J.J. J. Abrams wasn't going to capture what I thought was Spock's inner turmoil. Because mm-hmm. I thought Spock was a far more interesting character than Kirk, even at the age of, like, nine – um right. I thought, you know, so but that toe you know, is brilliant. I mean he has it without mm-hmm. making it parody, without making it mimicry, he is Spock. There's there's mm-hmm. like is Spock. Um my comp cool. about the movie. The movie is phenomenal. I saw it in IMAX three D, and if you have the opportunity, do that because the, the okay. IMAX I think has an extra twenty minutes. Kind of, oh, like, kind of like what they did with the IMAX, The Dark Knight. They added like uh-huh. 20 minutes of stuff that was specifically filmed for IMAX. And they did that with The Dark Knight as well. And so it's absolutely worthwhile to the extra expense uh, to see it. It it was it was really good. Um, I loved the 3D. It was not intrusive. It was really, really well done. Uh, my okay. only complaint about the movie, I would probably say, my main complaint is that, and Jimmy, you're going to laugh, okay? You're going to laugh mm-hmm. at this. I know this is a beef of yours.
1: Uh-oh.
3: It, it ventured with the some of the effects and some of the scenes
1: mm-hmm. back
3: towards the end, ventured a little bit into Star Wars territory.
1: Uh, you're see, kidding. I'm concerned
4: because now he's done both, I am super concerned about any type of, you know, merging of the two Foss in style over. or tone. Yeah, no, see,
1: that's, that's, no,
2: that's disconcerting. Mm-hmm. They okay, need to so leave it uh, alone. Right. Let, let me
3: explain what I mean by that. Okay. okay. What, do
2: think,
3: what do you guys think I mean by that?
2: Well, I'm worried I, there's I don't know. some type of reference <laughs> from a different, uh, of the different, you know, planets or universe or whatever. No, so I'm so worried so. there's some type of a reference there or that one no, no, of no, no, the no, characters. No,
3: no, no, I no, know. no. I don't know that nothing like that. Um I think it it's you know how Star Wars is very big bang, you know, and sort of yes. you know it's 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 very big effect and you know, Star Trek has always been more about story and narrative.
2: Story, yes.
3: And I think that Star Trek didn't need to go that far out on the big effects and big set pieces. I think it went a little bit over the top in some places that where it, didn't, it didn't need to do that. There were places where I had a kind of my suspension and disbelief was my suspension of disbelief was challenged a little bit. And I was like, mm. OK, this just isn't. Well, now. I, this isn't. So but, just say, say, okay, but I'm going to say caveat. OK, those okay. couple of scenes where they do that and there are only like a couple of scenes where they do that. Do not in any way detract from how much I love this movie. Um, I thought they had was the, a wonderful moral dilemma. There were, were great references back to the original series. The moral dilemma references back to the original series, oh, which good. is okay. It's like it's so intrinsic to the story that if I even gave you a hint, I would be a spoiler.
2: Oh, Good.
3: okay. Yeah, don't,
2: so don't, hit. Hit.
0: <laughs>
1: don't
4: hit. Don't hit. Don't <laughs> hit. I just can't do opening weekend blockbusters anymore. I guess I'm an old fogey, but I don't <laughs> want to be packed in. I don't want to wait in line. I'm going to hit some matinee probably, like, next Saturday at noon <laughs> rather than fight the crowds. You
3: know, my dad's you know, hilarious. hilarious. He's like, oh, it's opening weekend. Are you serious? We're going to this? And I'm like, but I want to ride Elliot. a Oh, uh,
4: so, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and I'm just trying to stay deaf and trying to,
3: You know, uh, I, did, I did my I did, season
4: finales last week.
3: I did, I did the Sandango thing, and we got our tickets mm-hmm. like hours and hours in advance, we got to the theater like uh, 40 minutes before it started, we got our seats in the IMAX, got the popcorn, got the Diet Coke, <laughs> you know, we were cool, and it was, it was great, it was a wonderful experience. Um, and I really loved the movie a lot. There's a lot of good blockbusters coming out this summer. Um,
1: well,
2: I and mm-hmm. to see I'm dying to see that. I'm worried oh, yeah. that they're going gonna... to, um, you know,
3: I love I, Russell Crowe. I have,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I have, I have a little bit of a, I mean, for me, I mean, I grew up with Chris, Chris Reeves in the role. I mean, that's yeah. just. He's my Superman. I mean, he always just will be. He he looked the part. He was gorgeous. I was like just in love with him. I remember what I thought. I mean, I think I was like twelve or something. I don't know when it came out. Uh, or it's nine, I think actually when it came out. But um, and then and then when the the Superman Returns movie came out, I loved the fact that they they kept Marlon Brando as Darrell, and I loved that they kind of pretty much kept it in line with the other movies. This one, it, it, you know, yes, I mean Russell Crowe, yes, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna love it. I mean, you know, but it just kind of bothers me that they are completely redoing it. I, I, for me, I feel like in order to 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 tie back in to the originality of the whole movies to begin with, it should they should they should have done the same thing and kept. Marlon Brando as Jarrell. That's what I really think as far as that part goes. Yeah. It looks really um, good. But, but he's a younger.
3: He's a younger Jarrell. And I think Brando. Yeah, but it's not Marlon
2: Brando. I mean, you know, come on, I'm Marlon Brando so, is like the oh, Godfather. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like
3: you no, know, I'm kind well, of looking forward to maybe maybe Russell Crowe will come to. Uh, actually, I've met Russell Crowe. So. Um, so I've, I've I've heard his band play twice. I met him once. Oh, I love
2: Russell. He's handsome. I love
3: Russell Crowe, Gladiator in one of. Guys.
2: Other- oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <I> love- Jimmy.
3: it's <laughs>
4: okay. My wife has a huge crush on Russell Crowe too. So
3: you guys are in good okay. <laughs> um I liked him enough back in the early two thousands to go see his band twice when it came to Chicago, Played the House oh, cool. of Blues, and his band is actually quite good, and he sings. He he writes huge amount of the original material i love i love some of their stuff um it's very rootsy music and he's got a great voice lame is aside i really like russell crowe's voice you should check out some of the 30, 30 foot of grunt is the name of his band and he's really quite Ooh. good anyway so i'm looking forward my i know my daughter is like dying for ender's game yeah but she's Huge, she's a huge Orson Scott Card fan. She's read all the novels when she was like ten. She read all the novels. And, yeah. and and then um and and then World War Z, she's also really looking forward to. So um which is which is based on the novel as well. So there's a right. bunch of stuff. Um Aftershock, I'm looking forward to. My husband hates disaster movies. I love disaster. Mm. I could spend all weekend watching sci-fi disaster Saturday and just park myself and watch one earthquake movie and volcano movie and stop, but okay, but I want to like butt in with a really serious thing. Of course, uh, as you guys probably know, um, just South of Oklahoma city in Moore, Oklahoma, there was a real life disaster today. Um, Terrible. I think F five tornado tornado. 30, oh my god. Thirty square miles of flattened urban landscape.
1: Oh my god! A city,
3: a city of fifty five thousand people. <gasps> and um, I just saw a report flash by my computer. Uh, the death is <gasps> up to past fifty now. And uh, oh my god! Yeah, that was just a what couple hours ago, and just it's just that horrible. Is- Okay, guys, and that storm system is heading this way, like, overnight and tomorrow, so mm. I mean, I'm a nervous here, but um, we know, don't.
4: You know, the Mike and Molly season finale tonight was supposed to be a tornado hitting Chicago, and they've pulled it, and they'll, they'll re-air it at some other point. Yeah,
3: we can have one of those tomorrow. I've been in a couple of them, and, uh, you know, not like scary. one that I heard but didn't see. That was three summers ago. And um one that I just missed but saw the devastation driving through it in my neighborhood afterwards on my way home from college. And um one uh one was my senior year in high school. And then a couple of years ago, about five years ago, there was one that just um they were that just devastated my kids' school on the roof. I was waiting in carpool line, and there was like a piece of the roof came sailing over the, the uh, just the hood of my car. I just ducked under the the car. Uh, the, oh under my the god! And it wasn't a um, it wasn't a tornado. It was a microburst. They said, but mm-hmm. all I know yeah. saying, we didn't have power for five days. We didn't have phone service for six days. Oh my um, god! From my kids' school to my job, which I taught after school which was literally a mile away, five-minute drive, took me an hour and a half. just amazing. Wow. There were trees everywhere. Yeah. Everything was – it was just – it was a horrible, horrible thing. It was like, what the – and I saw the clouds wow. just swirling over the top of the – I was, like, really scary Um, and the hail and all that. So I don't – I'm not really looking forward to tomorrow. Um
2: uh, But no. we have like, – oh
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
2: somebody – Just yeah. – this we have was done. just tweeted, says CNN report, says the tornado felt like it was trying to take the iPhone out of my hand. Says the storm chaser. Wow. Weird. Um, really? Oh. And we just
3: got a, a tweet from a regular uh, listener to the show who said yeah. he has a uh, family in Oklahoma City. They were nowhere near more, thank goodness. Good. Please, everybody oh. who is. In Oklahoma, please stay safe our heart our hearts and thoughts are with you tonight, as well as our prayers
1: yeah.
3: um so yeah, it's really scary stuff um Oklahoma city, tornado alley you know and and uh. you know, all, all movie stuff aside um you know it's a really serious, serious situation, so I hope that death toll doesn't get any higher than it is, um although I fear that it probably will um yeah. so with that kind of little bit of sober, gosh, you know, it's like every, it seems like every other Monday when I come on, there's something serious going on and, and, uh, makes me feel kind of weird doing this. But so we want to talk about Once Upon a Time tonight. Was so there any other, oh, I, I just want to say one more thing. We have, we have really mm-hmm. good, we're going to see a, a really great band tomorrow night, um, mm-hmm. called, um, Hot Club of Cowtown. They're a Texas, Swing, hot jazz, Eastern-influenced Roots Music band. I interviewed the leader of the band last week, and we're going to go see them. I'm going to be covering it tomorrow night at a concert at a really nice club downtown. I hope the weather stays okay tomorrow um, to go downtown. And uh, so yay for Hot Club of Cowtown. And we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow night and saying hi. So, okay. So what's the Oh, I was gonna say real quick, if oh. you haven't
4: watched Doctor Who yet, you should catch up this summer because the series finale they just did where they intro- they introduced a new Doctor and it's gonna be the the special, the way they've set it up is gonna be amazing in November. So now is the time to catch up on, on Doctor Who. Well so
1: who's
3: the new do- who's the new Doctor?
4: John Hurt, the oldest guy to ever play the Doctor. Ooh. Oscar nominated. Uh, did he win the Oscar? I know he's Oscar Stop. nominated.
3: That hurt.: Oh, my God. Really?
4: He's playing the ninth doctor, which me, the, who the doctor has forgotten about. So it shifts the three new ones one lifetime later in the timeline, and it will be the doctor who is not the doctor. It's going to go into the whole world where the doctor committed genocide and got really dark.
3: Wow, I remember him from the movie My Secret Garden, I think. He was in that. Am I thinking of the wrong person? I don't have to be thinking of the wrong person. He's like a really, really wonderful actor, John Hurt. Yeah, he's very well-known, very acclaimed. Very well-known, accomplished stage actor. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. So somebody was suggesting to me today that wouldn't it be cool if David Tennant came on and played Peter Pan? (laughs)
4: That would be interesting because Tennant's going to be in the 50th anniversary special too. Um, and Billy Piper, and it'll be a big thing. But yeah, I think he would be a good Peter Pan for Once Upon a Time as well. I guess he grew up a little bit, but.
3: Yeah, but still, that would be fun. Well, he's got that youthful
4: quality. You're right.
3: He does. He's got that sparkle in his eye. And mm-hmm. uh, I really like David Tennant. And wouldn't it be fun to see him and Carlisle in scenes together? Mm hmm. Well, uh, if they, I they had the smaller, I don't know that. Well, I would imagine they would if is involved. So that would be that would be a riot. It would be riotous. Um, okay, so the pilot. We're we're starting this summer long once upon a time rewatch with mm-hmm. the pilot, and I'm going to mm-hmm. bring Meredith in because I know she's kind of hanging on in the queue. So hang on a second. <laughs> Hi, Meredith. Hello. Hi, How are you? you're on the air. Thank you. Welcome to the panel. So we're going to talk about the Once Upon a Time pilot, and and I hope people watched it. If you didn't watch it, um,
0: actually, I, I just watched it uh, right before the show started. Your show. Okay, and I
3: watched it this afternoon because I haven't seen it for a while. And mm-hmm. wow, you know, now I now as, as Chrissy was telling me before the. Uh, This show started tonight. Um, She remembered the reason she fell in love with this show, and me too. It was great. It Uh, was
2: like just from the whole get-go of it. Oh God, it was so. Henry was so
3: young. (laughs) That was my
4: first impression. Like as soon as I turned it on, Henry was just so young. Yeah, Yeah. he
2: looks. He looks. He has grown up. It's going to be interesting to see how much he grows over the summer.
4: Uh, well, they just put a out like in Lost, where they kidnap him and then you don't see him again for four seasons. And... Right, right,
3: right, yeah. right. Comment in the in the chat room. Um, I watched it with the commentary. You know what? And I didn't. I forgot to watch it with the commentary. I was really. Yeah, I didn't watch
2: it with the commentary either. Because I
3: I actually put it on. It's on Netflix, by the way. Season one, uh, Once Upon a Time mm-hmm. is on Netflix. So if you yeah, want to watch, I watched it for free. By the way, I
0: heard that uh, the DVD for season two comes out in August. Yeah, yay! Well, I okay. will get a preview. I will get a preview
3: of it. I'm sure um, at Comic Con. Um, so oh, cool.
2: hey, yeah, I was gonna ask you. Well, well, I'll, I'll email you. Never mind.
3: <laughs> oh, you're gonna ask if it's not anything private?
2: No, it's not really private. No, just I'll ask you when
3: I. Okay. When I, when I, I'll okay. email you it. Okay, that's cool.
2: I just oh. <laughs> So the pilot,
3: so what was it that grabbed you, guys, about the pilot? And by the way, sorry, if you're in the chat room or listening online and you want to call in, the number is 718-305-6982. And you can call in and join the conversation live. So please do that. 718-305-6982. Okay, sorry. So what was it that grabbed you? <laughs> pilot.
1: Well, do you start? go first. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> well, I,
4: one thing I noticed was we've gone to the big city a couple of times in recent episode season two, but it was so much more epically filmed than that pilot. Like the scene we yeah. did of Emma in Boston and everything, it yeah. looked a lot larger scale, more realistic, clearly some on location filming.
3: Yeah. Yeah it yeah. I
2: mean, it was just sweepingly beautiful when, yeah. uh, you know, that first scene, though, with Charming on the horse oh. and, mm-hmm. you know, go, I mean, yeah. going and getting to snow and that whole, you know, waking her up. The other thing I absolutely loved was the introduction of Emma. I had yeah. forgotten.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I mean,
2: I remember that she was, you know, she was a bail bondsman, whatever, but, I, but it was just hilarious to see her really in her element as far as that goes and and uh, and then, you know, how – Henry found her. She was shocked. <laughs> and, and, and you know what else I, I realized too is that very interestingly, you know, uh, Regina felt threatened from the get-go.
1: Mm-hmm. But she, the yeah. minute she
2: saw Emma, it was just like, and she, and the thing is, Emma picked up on that, which is why I think she, obviously, she decided to stay. And when she asked him at the very end, asked her, hey, do, you know, do you love him? Of course, I love it because it was the love in her eyes. I think that's what totally was
4: like. Okay. Well, that yeah, we, think, we know Regina loves Henry, and that bothered me a little bit too. That you know, they set this up as Emma can read a lie, and they almost make you think Regina's lying when she says she loves Henry. But we found out later that she definitely right. loves him.
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's I much know, more right? a matter of it isn't really that Regina can't love him. It's that simply that she doesn't have it in her to be nurturing. I think that. You know, she'd have him for 10 years to herself, and, you know, I think that she kind of took him for granted a little bit. You know, he's there, just like you do with a spouse after a while. And Anyway, I think that, you know, she realized how much she loved him after other people started wanting him. Yeah. I would think that...
3: Oh, sorry. A couple things that struck me is, um, you know, Regina barges into the wedding, and she says... You know, I'm going to destroy your happiness, and I'm going to have my victory. But she really doesn't, you know. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. She
2: mm-hmm.
3: She's no happier for it. She well, still it cracks me up
2: because she didn't She didn't get her happy ending at all. She hasn't yeah. gotten her happy ending.
3: Right. She's real lonely. No one loves her. And right. that's really what Regina wants, is to be loved, is to be liked. And exactly. And she hasn't gotten that. And so that's one thing that struck me. I love the opening scene with Charming running across yep. the, the, you know that that um, bridge. It's not a bridge, but whatever that's called, Isthmus, um, and, on horseback. That was so sweepingly brilliant and beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, and and what I want to know is where is that Charming?
2: <laughs> where is where is <laughs> no that? Kidding. Oh, yeah, is, I love Charming in this episode. He is like, oh my god! I'm like, I'm watching. I'm going, okay. I need to meet a guy like this. You know, I'm like you want charming to be your man. I mean, he was just, going brave and, and he, the other cool. thing that I found, well, the other thing that I found really interesting, he's the one that's like ready to just go and kill the queen. He's the one at the table saying. Even yeah.
4: then when Regina shows up at their wedding, Snow grabs the sword and she's ready and, to go after her. Like that's not yeah. the kind snow that would spare her. That's Right. You know. That is that
3: right. Is, and, and, and Charming has to sort of go very right, wait, whoa, 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 hold on a second there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and, and Snow is the one who wants to go meet Rumpel. And right, you
2: know, which says, is very No, no,
3: no, no, you're not gonna do that. And she's like, Yes, I am, I'm going to him. And, and also um, the
2: other thing, well, what I said to Barbara earlier, too, before we got, we got on air, I was saying that, you know, that, that that I had finally caught after how many times I've been watching in the first episode, finally caught the guard when he was taking Charming and Snow down to see Rumpel. He says, don't tell him your name because he's going to have control over you if he knows your name. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very interesting because, okay, she gives him Emma the name, but how much of... How much has he been able to control her since he since he you know awakened and saw her in Storybrooke? I just am wondering. I don't. I
3: don't think he. I don't think that was the plan. I mean, the plan. Rumpel's plan was to make the situation so that Emma would save them. Twenty eight years later. I mean, that's all he cared about.
2: He was right, but I'm like, just wondering. Because he does know her name if there's been any at any other point where he And I
3: don't I don't think he would even if he had that possibility I don't think he would have used
2: it it. No, No
0: Well I The producers have said that he has he did not remember his true true self until he heard her name at granny's They have said that repeatedly right when people have asked did he really remember all those 28 years but he he wrote then. that name over and over and over again. Yes. Wanted to know it because yep. it was like a post hypnog suggestion.
1: Right the mm-hmm. he heard right. her name,
0: his memories would come back. Right, but even
3: since then, when he knew her, I mean, he knew her name by the end of the first episode. He knew the name Emma, but he and he remembered everything after that. So, um, but he's not really ever used her, um, and I don't, I don't think Rumpel, Rumpel uses people only to the extent he can make a bargain with them. He won't, mm-hmm. he doesn't exploit people, I don't think. Yeah. I don't, I, I can't think of a of an example where he would have just outright exploit, well, the curse, but uh, aside from the curse, uh, where he's Sorry actually and out and out, exploited someone without giving them, without them asking him to do something for them.
1: Mm-hmm. And he'll right. Okay. All by the years. way,
0: did you notice that, uh, you know, most of the time he simply evades, you know, when it comes to his conversations, lack of information. But in that jail cell was the very first time he told a direct lie. He said that the queen invented the curse, that she mm-hmm. was the one responsible.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah,
0: of course, you know, he, he couldn't say, oh, by the way, I did, and here's my advice for how to prevent it. Right, right. But the queen
3: is the one yielding it. You know, she's the one yielding the curse. It's her curse. Yeah, they
0: did say that she created it. He did actually say it like it yeah. was all her doing, not that we yeah. were in cahoots. Right, right. So that is
3: interesting. Um I wonder if that was because at the beginning they hadn't really figured that part out yet. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: that's what I'm thinking. You well, know, at the yeah, other is-
3: no, we also know that Rumpel was not a major character. Um, at the very, very beginning. So he wasn't intended as a major character at the very beginning. So mm-hmm. he was a character, a recurring character, but he wasn't a,
2: you know... Long you know trick. He wasn't a, like
3: uh, a... You well, know. they, that, maybe they hadn't figured that part out yet, uh, which is possible. Well, I don't
2: think they... Well, I think it was after everybody really loved the character. With the few times that we saw him in the beginning, there and then he yeah. just kind of flashed. I mean, the minute, the minute we well, as far as I'm concerned, the minute I saw Skin Deep, I
1: mm-hmm. mean that was.
2: I mean, I I loved him before that too, but I'm just saying that was like solidified. It's like okay, love for me it was
3: Right. Well, you know, in the in the chat room, someone says in the beginning it was only supposed to be a 13 episode miniseries. I don't think that that's true. What happens with the series? With what happens with TV series in their first year, they get contracted for 13 episodes or nine episodes, mm-hmm. and then mid season or a couple months into the season, the studio will order the network will order a back end to the series. So when they were mm-hmm. a back end to the series. They were, I don't think it was ever intended to be just a 13 episode miniseries. Um, but yeah. they usually, that, that's pretty normal for a. In fact, what happened in the first season of House is they got nine episodes and then they got three episodes and then they got another four episodes and another five episodes. I mean, it was like really piecemeal with House and they got 24 episodes. The first, I think it was the first two or three seasons, they had 24 episodes. But um yeah. but yeah. But but it's not the, it was never no the, the only I, show I know of that was
4: ordered as a miniseries and then went on was, was Prison Break was designed to be a thirteen episode yeah. mini
3: series and then they had to extend it for four seasons.
2: Yeah, I don't right, believe right
3: it because I believe well, I just the, remember the, the the actors got signed for multiple year contracts from the get go. Mm-hmm. So
4: On Once Upon Time yeah, like the standard six years or whatever. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like, yeah. Five years, six years. Yeah, I, I, I remember,
2: remember Oh, I was just going to say, I remember I talked to Jonathan Jackson last year, right after he got Nashville on mm-hmm. ABC, and I remember him saying, I said, well, you know, uh, you know how, how many episodes are they doing? And he had said at that point that they, yeah, they ordered 12 episodes, and they were going to see how it was doing, and then if they right. picked it up for the full season, then they would order the last, you know, right. nine or ooh, whatever ooh. it was. That's so, pretty small. Yeah. That's actually yeah.
3: pretty normal for an American.
2: Um, but anyway, yeah. So,
3: so, yeah, so the other thing that, um, and I just fleeted past, I should have a notepad because I should be taking notes, <laughs> um, was, um, oh, my gosh, we're going to
2: talk about the shady blue fairy lady. Uh, she was
4: traditionally lying to the whole group about Pinocchio. At, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. she's like right there in the action and Uh you know she's saying um yeah so here's here's this idea and you're gonna you know use this wardrobe and um wow yeah
2: she's so she's she's the one that did it so she there's this That lady, I can't wait for season three because they have got to. Mother Superior, the whole. I mean, she's been in the background a little too long. We need to find out what her story is and who. I think she's the big bad.
1: That's right. I I mean,
0: I don't think she's bad, but I do think that she probably did have her memories for those 28 years. I mean, she did say in the episode The Stranger, where it told Pinocchio's story. He, She said, I need to make final preparations before the curse hits. Right, oh. right.
2: That's right. She did. Oh, my God. I totally oh, forgot she that. Actually. Maybe I think that been.
0: she's also behind the book along with August. Yeah. Do you, Do you think she's Tinkerbell? I think that she's probably the author or that August wrote it, but she's the one told him the stories. hmm
4: you know, some of the characters from multiple roles. We haven't seen Tinkerbell yet. I wonder if no. she'll be connected yeah. to the Neverland story. So oh, what's a Tinkerbell um, lawn ornament in the first episode in front I of know. somebody's house and storybook?
3: I was just going to say that. We see Tinkerbell in the very first episode. And also notice that Emma is wishing, you know, her birthday candle is a blue star.
4: Yeah, Emma is yes, a picture of flying monkeys in, in Henry's book. So Oz is coming. Uh, by the way, did the you reference? notice
0: that in her apartment that you can actually see her baby blanket? No, I didn't. Well, yeah, in, it's, ooh, it's in the I'm back. I have to look at that. I
2: don't remember that. Hmm. And, and then in in
0: that war room meeting, you can see uh, Granny knitting it.
2: Yes, I oh. noticed that. I noticed red was in there. Yeah, <laughs> Granny was knitting that. Knitting that. I noticed that. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. When I saw, I'm like, that's right. She's knitting it. Okay. And then uh but yeah, I'm I'm anxious to see how I I can't remember refresh my memory. So as far as I understood it, August slash Pinocchio was supposed to take the baby with him in the wardrobe. That's the story that we got later on. The story that we just you know, the pilot episode is just they stick the baby in and it and, and the baby is gone. because
4: well, so does it secretly. He makes it right. real. Right. With the hidden door. I can't
1: remember.
4: Um I, remember no, I can't much. remember. Was it established that the wolf that runs Emma off the road when she tries to leave town Ruby. We
3: you know, we don't we didn't we don't know that for a while. We don't know that that was the wolf, but that that was one of the things I thought was really interesting.
2: Oh is
3: that Emma yeah, yeah. is prevented from leaving Storybrooke uh uh-huh. But, and see, at that point, Ruby has not turned into a wolf in a very long time, and
4: she can control it, and she doesn't know she is a wolf. So that made me think it wasn't her, but at the same time, it, that's a huge coincidence that it's a wolf that does yeah, it.
2: Yeah. No, I think it was uh,
0: Red. I think
2: that was on I purpose.
0: Think, oh, me. no. Red in, in The Child of the Moon, she said she hadn't transformed in all those 28 years, and you right. know that Jiminy Cricket stayed a human for those 28 well, years. So I think the wolf is separate. Right, you know, and you and remember...
2: Yeah, but Emma had, Huntsman, had back already. Yeah, but you remember Emma? W- Emma had already got to Storybrooke, so time had already moved, and maybe No, not yet. Time didn't
4: move till the end of the episode,
2: and Ruby didn't have her memories
4: until the end of season
0: one, so she couldn't have just turned into a wolf and ran out there.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's true. Well,
0: so uh, time only started moving Huntsman. at the very end. Remember, it's the very last shot of the movie. Uh, right, uh, right. Series. That's um, true. But
3: you know, I mean, there are lots of wolves in um in fairy tale and fantasy stories.
1: Wolves mm-hmm. are a very
3: common thing. Um Cranon in the chat room says I think the wolf was Graham's wolf and, and I think that's what everybody was kinda guessing because we didn't know that Ruby was her own wolf. Right, um, right. So uh, you <laughs> know, I but but it was absolutely intentional.
2: Somebody Oh yeah, her. somebody totally I mean, it was the, it was t- totally. They knew that she was leaving, and I mean, who knows? It could have been the blue fairy. We
0: don't know. By anyway, you know has anybody me? ever wa- rewatched the f- f- first season and noticed that whenever anybody from the fairy tale end wants to leave, they all want to go to Boston? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean uh, Red says she wants to go to Boston. Catherine, well, you know, David's yeah. wife, tries to go to law school in Boston.
1: And well, maybe that's the nearest big city. In
0: and in Boston. It's
1: Everybody,
0: it's like they all can sense she's there. Well, um,
3: right, right. So I think a lot of that is the Boston,
0: I mean, it's Maine.
3: So there aren't really any big cities, huge, like urban, sprawling metropolis.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just
0: saying her being from Boston and them somehow right. also wanting to go there. Well,
1: like, she she want to go.
0: I mean she's not like,
3: just I, like... I think a lot of it is that Boston is like the biggest metropolis. There's mm-hmm. not much in Vermont or New Hampshire. And um, as much as I love New Hampshire, I adore New Hampshire. But Ma- Manchester, New Hampshire is a small city. And the next city that's next to there is um, having driven that piece of land a few times. Um, Boston is the, uh, the closest metropolis. In America, mm-hmm. there are... I mean, in the U.S., there are other metropolises on the other, like Halifax, on the other side of uh, the border. But um, I suppose I could go to Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, anyway, so but yeah, if that's what I—that's why I think Boston is a convenient geographical megalopolis cool. um, near Maine. That I, I don't think there's necessarily anything magical about Boston. Um, that's my—I could be wrong.
0: Well, I'm just saying, I think that, you know, all of them in some weird way want to leave, and they come, I think they somehow could sense the savior was there, so make may contact, you know? Okay. So maybe somehow that was implanted in there that if they want to leave, try to go to Boston.
3: Well, but on the other hand, Emma didn't start in Boston.
4: Right. And she really, yeah, she was in a lot of different places. Boston was way down places. the road. Yeah. Well,
0: maybe. Maybe they were simply kind of programmed to go to wherever she happened to be at the time. Could be. You know, yeah. they'd change their minds if she happened to be in Rhode Island or whatever.
3: Yeah, I mean it could be. Could be, not saying that you're wrong, but I'm not my opinion, I'm not sure, but I not the first time I would not be wrong. Or the first time that not the first time <laughs> that I would be wrong. Uh huh. Now that I got that out correctly. Um so What was your favorite moment of the pilot? Thinking back in retrospect, now that, you know, we've seen two seasons worth of...
2: Well, let's see. For me, I think my favorite moment is actually uh, that very, very opening scene with, with Charming racing after snow, and then that whole forest scene was gorgeous. I love that. I think I have two scenes. That one and then the scene with Emma, uh, you know, in her high heels, chasing after the guy. <laughs> that's
1: Jenny. great.
2: I mean, that was just classic, you know? Mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this is great. This is fabulous. Anyway,
0: do does anybody get the impression that maybe she was sort of hoping to catch her boyfriend someday that way? Ooh, <laughs> that's, that's a good maybe. point. Good, good point. I like that. That's very you know,
3: interesting.
1: I,
2: I wanted okay. to tell you guys, I have in my hand a copy of the pilot episode script.
3: Oh, I have one of those.
1: You do?
2: Well, I thought it'd be interesting to maybe, um, you probably have all the fun stuff in it. I don't have anybody, like, telling me all this, you know, crazy stuff to do. You know, the the side notes. But I was just thinking you know, it might be kind of cool to to read one of the, Thingies. What do you think? Sure.
3: Oh, read, read. Copyright. I'm not sure we can do that, but you can excerpt it a little bit. We don't want to violate copyright. Um, intellectual property. Well, it's Barbara's
4: Podcast, so it doesn't hurt us if we violate. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, I, I actually have two scripts. I have the pilot. Sent me the pilot. Somebody sent me the pilot. Um and I have uh Skin Deep. The script mm-hmm. the, action, the shooting script. Not the transcript. I mean I have the shooting script of uh Skin Deep and uh the Does pilot.
2: have like you just have like, you know, like what the opening scene is yeah. supposed to be and they write yeah. it out. Yeah, that's how much yeah. okay.
3: Yeah, I have I have like a shooting script. So um Yeah.
2: That's what this is. Yeah, it's very interesting to me the way that they write it, that they write it out, how the scene, you know, what the scene and the sweeping scene is going to be, and then you know, they're talking about you know what it's supposed to look like. The set is setting, you know, there's right. this glow. It's just very interesting to me that they they actually, I mean, obviously they see it all in their head and they got to put it on paper so that they can get what you know get the whole scene down. But I find it really interesting that they really do uh write it
1: all
2: out in the script. And, oh yeah uh, it's very yeah. interesting to me to it that way. Yeah, I mean the shooting script it's really cool. what the reason one of the
3: reasons the writer I love reading shooting scripts is yeah. that I get all of that okay what the writers were into. And um I just I love that um sense of I, I actually have the entire two years uh, I got them as a gift. Uh, I can't take them.
1: Um,
3: two years of Stargate Universe scripts. I, I have every single shooting script from Stargate Universe.
1: That's and cool.
3: And i like you can read it like you can read scripts like a book. I mean, it's there. It's really great. I love reading shooting scripts. I was so thrilled and touched. When I got the skin deep, the original shooting script is a PDF from, again, I can't say who. You guys <laughs> know who I got it from, but I can't say who. Mm-hmm. um, because I was I'm under a cone of silence. Um, because it there was a- rumple, not the I- not the actor, the actual character. It was magic. It was magic. Yeah, it was made magic. made a deal. I made a deal. I did make a deal. Um, no, it wasn't. It was actually very much of an act of kindness on the person's, uh, part. So, um, anyway, so, uh, the question was asked and somebody asked in the chat room. Um, sorry if this was not talked about last week. I haven't gotten to listen yet. But seeing as there's only 20, I want to ask if anyone thinks that Neil, Mulan, Aurora, and Philip were in Neverland and not in the Enchanted Forest. Now, I, Watch that scene again, and she says, "Look at the rock in the background." And she sent along a link. So hold on a second. I'm going to actually look at this link. Mm-hmm. Keep talking among yourselves, guys.
2: I, I, I so we discussed believe, this quite
3: a bit last week. I think we did discuss it last week. Yeah,
2: we did. My feeling is that this is a that it that they are in. Fantasyland, that's what, I, I, I rewatched it again, I feel like, the, if you look at the scene, the entire scene, hold on, I see, yeah, I mean, if you look at these, that looks like the beach area, if you look, if I remember correctly, in the distance, you can see, like, where the castle would have been. Mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like they're in fairytale land. I don't think yeah, they're I in fairytale land.
4: I agree completely with people, so, with Chrissy. So, I think it's fairytale so land. So,
3: Cranon, what do you see about the rock? You said, look at the rock. What is it you well, see in rock that suggests... Well, there's suggests, a rock
2: behind in right, that right, right, scene right. there, the snapshot. Right. So there's, something, there's something that
3: Cranon is saying that suggests otherwise based on the rock. So what are you seeing, in Cranon or Cranon or however you pronounce your your name? Um, what do you see in that rock? Suggest otherwise. I had originally thought Neverland, and I corrected myself. I, I stood corrected. Um, uh, it's so it's just too convenient. Yeah, it is. It is awfully convenient.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, just saying. You know, considering how uh, hard it was for Emma and Snow to get home, and lack of beans and lack of portals. I, I think it's probably going to be up to Rumple and his crew to get more magic beans in Neverland and probably get to the Enchanted Forest.
3: Yep, I think that that's yeah.
4: Honest. Or vice versa. Yeah, there's got to be something else that that happens.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean I at some
4: mean, point, I... their main characters are going to want to make their way back to Fairy Tale Land to at least I don't know check in. They know there's survivors, they know there's some land left. So I mean, they may wait. They're totally not looking for Neil, but for some other reason, because they don't think Neil's dead.
1: No. Yeah, well, I
0: think well, since um, Aurora uh, was still on the sleeping curse, and now more recently so is Prince Charming, they'll probably mm-hmm. find out about him same way they did before,
1: Mhm.
0: you know, through the fiery red oh, room. That's possible. Right,
1: right.
0: Charming can tell them, oh, by the way, I just got a message. He's there, he's alive, and... Uh, uh, maybe yeah. when we're done here, we could go there.
1: Well, exactly.
2: Oh, okay. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Well, the other thing that I, the other thing I wanted to mention that I was like surprised about, you know, we didn't see the giant on, at during the finale. He been he was at storybrook working with the uh looking with working with the dwarves to uh
4: to. So well, they do that a lot with the scenes. reoccurring characters, but just aren't there when they should be. Like, mm-hmm. I, my biggest pet peeve is that Grumpy's girlfriend is never there,
3: but.
0: Yeah, like available of the actors.
3: Okay, yep, so exactly. So, guys, so in the she chat room, Cannon uh, responds. I also feel that the globe would have picked up where Neil was and not Henry. Remember, they think Neil is dead, and mm-hmm. they did not use. They did use Rompel's blood and not Emma's. Yeah, the globe go
4: to you Neil know, first, then, instead of Henry <clears throat> accidentally, and then have to find their way to Henry later.
0: Yeah, so that is. They could do that. Well, awesome. I think Henry's in the more immediate danger, don't you? I mean,
3: no, when no, they, they have bay, say they,
1: they, say, they said. don't know. So, so one one day a you America. get to live, which means they're mm-hmm. planning
3: on killing Henry. But we don't know how the globe works. Mm-hmm. Actually, Rumble doesn't know how the globe works.
0: Well, that's right, because he took it from Cora. Cora had it. Maybe he previously so, had it, and then she stole it.
3: I mean, right. Henry, is, Henry is Rumpel's blood as well. Mm-hmm. So they're both his direct descendants.
4: Could be, the, or maybe the, because of the two, it'll split in the middle, and half of them will get tossed to one realm and the other half to the other.
2: Unless oh, they're I all they the same.
3: Unless they're in, I, think,
2: I feel like they learned their lesson this season. I don't think they're going to split it up like they did before. I, mean, I hope I'm, not. <laughs> I know. I mean, it really does does do disservice to the entire show. I mean, after watching, like I said, the first the first episode is just so incredible. So, All the core characters are there.
1: You but know,
4: is officially a full time cast member next season, so they are split, yeah. even if it's, they drop Ruby and Bell, as I think they very well
3: might. And guys, I don't know if we knew this last Monday, but I know it's something that we've talked about many times is that the show is being split up into two half seasons
0: yeah yep two half I did also yeah. hear it's going to be 24 not 22 episodes yeah, but now I've heard now
3: I've heard that was a mistake that it is actually 22 Oh
2: it's 211
3: episode arcs right two 11 episode so arcs They're going to split in half Yeah so it, oh, yeah well,
2: yeah that's what they did this year too they did the 11 episode oh, arc gosh. and then
4: the brilliant thing was they were going to stick once upon a time and one new one So you had new content the entire time and they've abandoned that idea. And now they're both running starting in the fall.
3: Right, 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 right. But there is going to be what's going to happen is that the episodes are going to run consecutively. And unlike... Oh God. Yeah, unlike the all the the... With a series like this one it was recognized it needs to run in um, complete segments. So there won't be the kind of playing around of storyline and, you know, being to and fro just like we're on the sea. So that actually is kind of nice, I think.
4: Well, Um, there was um, discussion this week with all the um, upfronts and such that the networks are starting to plan for a full year season instead of a September through May and they ordered more pilots than before, and they have focused. Uh, they're starting to try some more serial stuff, so that could yep. be part of that whole trend.
3: Yeah, they're, we're, yeah. they're, they're doing half seasons, and they're they're running. Mm-hmm. That's a very a la 24. By the way, um, I just got an email today that ABC has its pilots up for the press. Some and of them. One. Some of. I was going to say some of them. Wonderland is not up yet. So I'm looking at. Yeah, neither home. was uh,
4: Marvel as of this, the SHIELD pilot as of this morning. Unfortunately. Yeah,
3: I've watched any of them. Um, Fox has its pilots up. IBC mm-hmm. has its pilots up. CBS is kind of funky with theirs um, in the press. I always have to cajole them to get pilots.
1: <laughs> so <laughs>
3: I last year they sent me all of them on a screener, which was kind of not I
2: am of so Twenty Four and- is coming back next year too, by the way. Uh, Yay. Yep. What is I was so excited? Did 24. you guys watch Touch? I meant to ask you guys, oh. did you ever watch Touch?
1: No, I uh-huh.
4: never watched it. Yes, I did. And they they had it cancelled it a couple hours and they were already announcing twenty four, so
2: well, I mean, you know, they cancel it well, yeah. I mean the thing is is the first the first season it was just not working. They revamped it the second season, but that very last episode was was like, Oh my god, he's going all Jack Bauer on the guy woohoo and then then I hear that twenty four is coming up. So I'm like, thank God I mean there is a need for that show. I'm sorry. I mean well, I just it's been sorely I mean, if he's gonna do a show, might as well do twenty four. I mean, why father was something different? When the you know, the whole thing works. So mm-hmm. but thank you for that and, and and to see Wonderland. I you know, oh gosh, I mean I really can't wait. I, I loved what did you guys think of the trailer? Wasn't it great? It
1: really was
3: good.
1: It. it was wonderful.
3: Did oh, you didn't watch I, I, it? No, I try not
4: to watch any trailers or previews or, oh. I don't watch the previews at the end of the episodes. I yeah. I, I, I was not
3: I was not all that keen on it and then I saw the pot the um the trailer and mm-hmm. I actually thought it was really good. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the pilot of it. Um we're down to the last one minute and a half of, oh, the, of the episode, okay. believe it or not. Um we need to do episode um for next week, which to me I think we should do episode two.
1: I agree.
3: Okay. Right. And um we'll do episode two and then after that, the week after that, I wanna skip you're gonna kill me 'cause I don't I don't wanna do all of season one. Right. So I wanna skip right. that to uh episode four um after next Okay. New. Yeah. So um I was I mean, I was not all that keen on episode three, um, uh, as I recall. <laughs> okay. I think but it was I, like
4: episodes two through five, I didn't care
3: for so. Yeah, well, yeah, no four is good. Episode four is isn't that desperate
0: soul? No no, that remember. was uh the price of gold
3: the price of gold I was I guess that was
2: oh the that's right, okay, yeah, yeah the
0: with,
3: one with Cinderella with um with our friend, friend of the show, Jesse Schram, who's mm-hmm. been on right. show yeah, jesse, uh, it's great to see her on the trailer for Falling Skies that was shown um in the pre movie stuff yesterday for star trek, um and Jesse is a friend of the show I've interviewed her, I think two or three times once she was on the show once. Um, and she's a local girl and she's a sweetheart and, uh, so we definitely have to do price of gold and, uh, maybe I'll see if I can get into her, I can get her on the show to talk about the episode with us. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be great. Fun. So I'm going to, I'm going to contact her, uh, cause she said she'd come back anytime. So, um, let me contact her publicist. (laughs) I have her email address and her phone number, but I will contact her through her publicist and see if I can get her on in two weeks. All yeah. right, cool. So thank you, mm-hmm.
0: everybody, for uh, tuning in, and we will thank see you guys you. next week. And don't forget, Great. you're finally going to write an article on uh, the thing you love most. I, I promise,
3: yes. I I will, I will. promise I will do that. I will absolutely do that after okay. I watch it All right. Thanks, everyone. See you guys next week. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Have a good one.
2: Thanks. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks, Barbara.
3: Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?